This is a GRDC podcast. Some very important survey work, part of a GRDC investment, in fact, is taking place right now across the West Australian grain growing region. It's a survey into the potential impact that harvest weed seed control may be having on invertebrate populations, both pests and beneficials. Now I'm on my way to see Svetlana Micic, who is an entomologist with WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, who works out of DPIRB's office in Albany. Svetlana has agreed to meet me at a farm, well, it's a couple of hours outside of Albany, where she's doing some of that survey work herself by digging in some invertebrate traps. Okay, so let's find out exactly what she's doing and why she's doing it. Well, as we walk along, let me ask you this question, Svet. What has uh, driven this survey work that you're doing? There must have been some concern somewhere. There has been. This is actually the result of concerns from by agronomists in our um, in the southern region predominantly about whether the retention of chaff on farm will lead to an increase in some invertebrate pests and if so which ones. So the part of the survey is to see what's in our landscape that's actually associated with the chaff, like what invertebrates are there and also to determine whether any different chaff systems have a different pest complex or beneficial complex. Okay, so what sort of pests are you particularly concerned about? Of particular concern are some of our more difficult to control pests such as slaters and the European earwig. Yeah. In our landscape we don't tend to have a lot of Portuguese millipede which has been considered to be a pest in the eastern states but we are looking to see whether in some areas we may have Portuguese millipede. Okay, all right. So what's Sarah doing here? She's uh, Sarah's using an auger to make a hole in the ground yeah. and what we're doing is we're putting a pitfall trap that's right against the chaff line. Yeah. So we're in a paddock where there are chaff lines and then we're going to go at least 20 metres away into an area of the crop where there is no chaff and put some more pitfall traps down there and do a comparison. Um, the reason we're doing this is that it's what we found is it's very difficult to sample chaff to find what invertebrates there are because it depends on where you're putting your quadrat to look for invertebrates. So what we found is that using passive surveillance like pitfall traps is a better way to capturing insects okay. and invertebrates. So basically you want to know is if, if the chaff is attracting more pests. Basically. Or beneficials, yes. Or beneficials, okay. All right, so what, what sort of beneficials might it uh, attract? So what we do tend to find in paddocks is that we do have a lot of ground beetles. Uh-huh. Uh, some beetles from the family Crabidae, which are generalist predators. There's also ground spiders which we do find in broadacre cropping, and that's the other reason for putting in the pitfall traps is to see what else there is. The survey that you're doing is actually statewide. Yeah, look, it's looking at all the chaff systems across our broadacre agricultural areas. And one of the reasons that we've started a little bit early is that we're trying to make sure that our protocol is actually quite robust because going forward, we'll be getting community groups and other people who've never done invertebrate surveys before to implement our survey techniques. Oh, okay. And so growers we, will be doing it? In most cases, it's grower groups. Oh, okay. And in, in a few cases, look, yes, it will be growers. But what we want is something that's very robust, easy to implement, and that will get an answer at the end. 
because the thing with uh, actively looking for invertebrates, it relies on the person to actually identify what they're seeing. Using pitfall traps, look, we've found that that's a easier way. It's passive surveillance and we have actually already repeated this once and found that there is a difference between where the traps are placed. So if traps are placed close to chaff, we've got more oh. insects than if they were placed away from chaff. But pick up your, your stuff and we'll go back up towards Sarah here. So is it actually an increased overall population or are they just congregating in under the chaff line? That's the interesting thing. We've actually placed our pitfall traps 10 metres apart to look at what is there. So we're not actually looking um, predominantly at abundance. We're looking at what species are there. But what we do tend to find is that in some paddocks, depends on where you are, there is actually more of an abundance of pest species. So in a paddock in Esperance, we actually found that where there was chaff, there's actually a lot more desiantha and than where there wasn't chaff. So you could be creating a very conducive environment for increasing the population? Um, in that paddock. However, another paddock we surveyed up at Geraldton, we actually found that there was more Fidoli ants, which are a species that, which are a genus, that is actually involved in the predation on weed seeds. Svet, what do you think is likely to happen if there is an increased number of invertebrates basically hiding under the chaff? What, what are the implications of that? Well, what we're going to look at is to see whether there's a difference in the chaff type. So, for instance, whether a chaff tram line, which is a chaff line which farmers actually actively drive over yeah. has less insects than say a chaff line which is just left for the chaff to mulch down in a paddock yeah. uh, versus a chaff dump which is just a dump of chaff that's placed in the centre of a paddock. Gut feeling is that there's possibility that where the chaff is regularly compacted that it might be less conducive to insects but this is that's the whole point of this survey is to actually see what is out there in our landscape and it's also a very good way to get a handle on what else might be out there. It would be a very good survey technique to determine whether we have had an incursion of a pest that, yeah. or a beneficial that we didn't know we had. Yeah, they take the opportunity while it's there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So you're looking at chaff lines and chaff tram lines. You're also looking at chaff dumps. And yes. What are you expecting there? It's actually been very interesting. So most times farmers will actually burn a chaff dump. However, we've had a number of farmers in our area who, and throughout our landscape, who've actually been quite tight on feed and they've been actually using chaff dumps as a feed source over summer. And so what we're going to be looking at in those cases is to see whether the active grazing of livestock of chaff dumps does cause a decrease in invertebrate species. WA is the, uh, the home of the Harvest Weed Seed Control and of course that all started to a large extent with burning chaff lines. So, yes. so are you looking at them as well? We've actually already done trials on that Chris looking at burning chaff and what is found under it. So I've already found that if you burn chaff that's being kept say a chaff tram line that's been kept over summer in a snail infested paddock you do actually cause a reduction in snails if you burn the chaff. The point of this is to actually look at systems where people don't want to burn chaff because of the environmental implications of doing it and also because in our landscape we do have some very fragile soils which are prone to soil erosion so there are a number of growers who are quite reluctant to burn 
Okay, so there's obviously a lot of work left to do on this and a lot of analysis, I suppose, of the results. It's actually uh, going to be finishing in March next year. So all of our surveys will be done by then. So we'll have all of the invertebrates back and it'll be up to me to identify them and to look at whether we've got a pest, a beneficial, and to determine what the analysis is actually showing. We've already done a preliminary test of the protocols and actually found that the use of pitfall traps is very easy. It's not labor intensive mm. and that people who aren't trained are very, able, are very easily able to put them in place and also to send them off. The samples arrive in a manner which the, they're all intact so I can actually identify them. Mm. And we've already found that there is definitely a difference between uh, pitfall traps that are close to chaff versus pitfall traps that are far away from chaff. I imagine at the end of the day when you've done all your analysis, you're going to have a heap more questions to answer. Well, hopefully we will have some answers. Yeah. Um, what we're hoping for is that uh, there will be clear differences between the different chaff systems. And also because they, <coughs> the survey spread across our broadacre regions, we do have quite a lot of land that's being covered, so we will have uh, quite a different species complex from the south to the north. I suppose at the end of the day you want to know if the chaff lines are increasing overall populations. Is that a fair assumption? Well, what we want to know is, is there an increase in the population if there's associated with the chaff? It might be that there is with some species, however with others we actually might find that there isn't. And that's what we're actually quite interested to know because that will give growers who have particular pests an indication that if they do uh, use non-burning chaff techniques, whether they're going to have an increase in their pests or not. Svetlana Micic, an entomologist working out of the Albany office of the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development in WA, we were in a paddock about an hour outside Albany to record that interview. My name is Chris Brown.